podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. So let's say you're into yoga or Pilates, or maybe you dabble in gymnastics like me. Either way, you know being flexible is key to doing what you love. That's why Smoothie King created this stretch and flex smoothie for people like us. With whole fruits and organic veggies, plus type 2 collagen, make it part of your daily fitness routine to support flexibility and joint health. So try the stretch and flex smoothie and tart cherry or pineapple kale. Order online today for pickup or delivery. Smoothie King, rule the day. Simplify your federal agency's technology procurement with Connection Public Sector Solutions. Connection's dedicated account managers, commitment to exceptional customer service, and extensive catalog of federal contracts make IT purchases quick, easy, and affordable. Turn your challenges into opportunities and get rid of your technology pain points with Connection today. Learn more about what's possible with Connection Public Sector Solutions at connection.com fedcontracts. And welcome to the Cop Table podcast, where tonight we are previewing the Arsenal versus Liverpool game down at the Emirates this uh, coming Saturday evening. On tonight's show with us, representing Arsenal for us once again, we have Raj Patel. Raj is uh, formerly of the Bearcamp Wonderland podcast, um, has kindly come uh, out of retirement for the evening to join us um, for the Gunners. So, how are you, Raj? I am very well and I'm a much happier person than I was 12 months ago. So, um, how's things with you, mate? Yeah, not too bad at all. And uh, to be honest, with us. Are you, uh, trying, are, you trying, are, you trying, are you trying to say that was a bit of a miserable git for the last two or three years? <laughs> I wouldn't say that about you, Raj. So, um, with us, who's going to be joining us shortly, is uh, Jay Riley as well. Jay's uh, a regular on the Redmen TV, also does the Radio City Fan Friday talk show we're in Liverpool and just before we start just like to say this is our, our first podcast that's going to be in association with the LFC online which is on on Facebook Twitter and uh, Instagram so we're going to put the link up to their page and we've got a little association going with them now going forward for the for the rest of the season so you can check out all their all their websites and um, and information on there their social media pages so let's uh, get straight into this podcast and uh, starting off with what's what's your thoughts about Arsenal's first 10 games and the overall performance that they've made to to the start of the season please Raj I would, I would say I'd would, I would suggest against uh, City and Chelsea I think we've been doing really well since then I think it's 13 games unbeaten uh, we had an 11 game winning streak and then we drew against Palace last Sunday and then beat Blackpool last night. Um, we, we, I think the, we're not a soft on the pitch. Emery's a lot more demanding than Arsene Wenger ever was. Um, and the players are reacting to that as well. And there's also, uh, on, on a side issue, that there's there's more connection now uh, from the fans with the players as well. Because I think we lost that um, in the previous two seasons. Things were going downhill and everyone's getting bored and people were staying away from from the game and from the from the stadium and stuff but now you know uh, people are back people are enjoying it we're not playing the best football sometimes and we've still got a few flaws that we've got to uh, sort out over the next few months but you know um, every fan 
is giving Emery the time to make the changes uh, on a personal level. You know, I want to give him as much time as possible. I want to give him two or three transfer windows. I remember when um, I first came on this podcast, I think it was Klopp's first season. And, and you know, there, there were there were people kind of, Klopp was going to do. But if you go back and listen to that podcast, I said, give him three years and you'll see what it will do. And, and that's what's happening with Liverpool. But, and, and hopefully that will happen with, uh, with the Arsenal. But yeah, overall, very, very happy. I go to the games now very relaxed. Uh, I'm not, you know, worrying or stressing and stuff like that. And I know that we may go through a bad, bad patch at some point. It happens to every team. Uh, but hopefully that that patch isn't too long and that we could challenge for for getting up as high as possible in the league. And I, I'm quite confident um, at this moment in time that you know we'll do we'll do very well, which is which is not what I expected at the start of the season. I thought we'd we'd go through transition for at least one season, maybe two seasons. And maybe it might go tits up in the next two or three months, but yeah, I think I think I'm very happy at the moment. Obviously, improvements from Arsenal this season, but what changes has Unai Emery made to the side compared to the to the last few years under under Arsene Wenger? I think it's four or five major changes he's made. I mean, we start with I'm sure you guys have noticed that um, we're playing from the back now. It didn't really work in the first couple of games, and um, Czech nearly balls it up by kicking the ball into his own net in the first game but um, we're, we're playing from the back and we're taking our time getting the ball forward and uh, we, we've got you know Lacazette and Aubameyang Aubameyang's you know scored I think since, since he signed in January whenever it was he scored 23 goals in 17 games so we've got some quality up front now um, pairing up Lacazette and Aubameyang has been crucial this season they weren't playing together much in the in the latter part of last season and um, uh, Emery has kind of found out that Putting them together, maybe Lacazette up front and Aubameyang on the wing, um, has, has worked wonders, and they've both been scoring work uh, leaps and bounds as well. So there's been a, it, there's been a, a lot of a, a lot of changes. You, you know, uh, we can talk about Liverpool's pressing style, but we've style ourselves, not perhaps as uh, clinical as Liverpool, but it wasn't Arsene Wenger's approach to uh, to, to have a pressing team. Uh, yeah, Wenger's kind of main priority revolved around what Arsenal did with the ball rather than what they did without it and um, uh, hopefully that that kind of tactic is going to develop over the next 12 months And Jay we're going to um, head over to you just going to ask you a little bit about the the previous game that we, we had against um, Cardiff last last weekend wasn't wasn't the best of uh, games was it um, we we seemed to struggle to break them down. We they had a lot of men behind the ball and stuff like that. But what was your thoughts on the on the performance in general, please, Jay? Yeah, I mean it was obviously one of them games, wasn't it? Where we did struggle to break them down really. And when it was two 0 and he pulled the goal back, it was a little bit dodgy really at times, wasn't it? I mean they had a little moment, didn't they, where you they had a set piece and you were thinking. Surely this can't happen where we throw points away against the you know relegation candidates really anti Cardiff I fully expect them to go down this season and you know, we scored two late goals, didn't we? Very well taken goals as well, I might add by Shakiri and Mane. And it did put a little bit of a gloss on the scoreline that, you know, maybe we arguably didn't deserve to beat them by that and really to tell you the truth. But you know, like I say, it's in keeping with a lot of Liverpool's performances so far this season. You know, we haven't been great in many games, have we? And we've just sort of like got the emotions, really. And 
we've picked up the, you know the victories that we've needed and obviously we're joint top of the table with Manchester City but when you look at the goal difference I mean I think are the, are the seven or eight goals they've got on us now and people are flapping about it a little bit but you know at the end of the day it's, it's, it's very rare that a league title's won or lost on, on goal difference I mean I know we have lost one ourselves to, to Arsenal ironically and you know, other than that, I mean, yeah. Manchester City have won one on goal difference as well. But, you know, the, the few and far between, aren't they? I mean, it'd be very unfortunate if it came down to goal difference. And, you know, I think we've just got to keep on the coattails of Man City, really, because, you know, they're the best team in the league. There's no two ways about it. And, you know, we think we're kidding ourselves if we think we're better than them, because we're simply not. We're just hoping that I think we've got to stay close to them as we go to the end of the year. And when the Champions League starts back up again, end of February, March, time and hopefully they've got one eye on trying to win the Champions League and Liverpool can sh- can swoop in there to try and you know maintain the title challenge and hopefully win the league. But it's going to be very tough, isn't it? And you know we've just got to keep on winning games of football and that's exactly what we have been doing. And yeah, it wasn't great against Cardiff, but we got the job done, didn't we? And you know it was a, it was an, a chance for some of the fringe players to get game time. Adam Lallana played, didn't he? Shakiri came off the bench. Moreno played at left back. Since Alexander Arnold came back into the side at right back, and you know, like I say, it, it's there's going to be rotation, isn't it? Because we're into two, two big competitions, and we want to go far in both competitions. So, you know, that's what Klopp's going to do. He's going to freshen things up, and I'm sure there'll be more changes at the weekend against Arsenal. Yeah, that's one thing I was going to touch on next, Jay. When, when you seen that starting eleven against, kind of surprised to see the likes of Moreno starting, Dejan Lovren coming back into the side, um, and Shakiri not coming into the team, left on the bench once again. Um, when you seen that initial team, she what what was your thoughts um, on that, Jay? Well, we, we were in the pub before the game, weren't we? And we were a little bit surprised at the the, the lineup, really, because everyone. I was expecting Shaqiri to start the game because he'd been playing really well, hadn't he? Got an assist against Huddersfield in the previous Premier League game, and he'd also played well in, in the game against Red Star Belgrade in the midweek against Stay uh, in the Champions League. So everyone was expecting Shaqiri just to start the game, and he didn't. And Lalana started, and you know, like I say, Lalana's one of them players, isn't he? Where he was good eighteen months ago, he suffered with injuries and. He's not quite the same player no more. He's never been blessed with pace, but I think he's struggling all round, to be honest. I don't think he's got it anymore, to be honest. But it's one of them things, isn't it? You know, Klopp's going to give him time to try and rediscover the form that he did show 18 months ago. And, you know, I, I was shocked more so with Moreno starting because, you know, Andy Robertson's fantastic. But I suppose you've got to look at it and say he can't play all season because he's playing week in, week out. And he's also playing for Scotland because, you know, you know, he's the captain, isn't he, of Scotland now? So he's obviously playing, when it's the international games, he's playing every single one of them as well. So maybe it was a masterstroke by Klopp, I don't really know, but it was a bit of a shock to the system seeing him in the starting lineup. I expected Lovren to start, as I said on the previous podcast, because, you know, the one thing cards have got is, you know, with set pieces, long balls into the box, you know, obviously throw-ins as well with Sean Morrison. So I expected a little bit of a bombardment when they had the chance to do it and, I expected Lovren to come into the side, which he did do. Um, you know, Fabinho, I was a little bit surprised that he started, but he was very good in midweek against Red Star Belgrade. So I think Klopp probably thought to himself, well, he hasn't really had much game time. Let's continue when he when he's performed. He performed quite well, didn't he? So he, he wanted to keep the momentum going with him in the side in the middle of the park. So, 
yeah, there was a few strange decisions there, but like I say, you're playing a relegation candidate, aren't you? Cardiff are more than likely going to go down this season, so a home game at Anfield against them, maybe it was the perfect, the ideal opportunity to make a few changes, and that's exactly what he did do, and you know, we got the job done, as I said before, and we have to move on now to a bigger game against Arsenal at the weekend. Spot on, cheers, Jay. Okay, then back over to yourself, Raj. Um, obviously, a big game for for both both sides at the uh, at the top end of the table. How do you see uh, Unai Emery approaching this game tactically? Do you think he's gonna he's gonna go for Liverpool? Or do you think he's gonna sit back slightly and and try and hit us on the break? How do you see him playing this one, please, Raj? I think it's going to be fascinating because I mean it's undoubted that. Uh, Liverpool are probably the best pressing team in the league. Uh, that's my opinion anyway. Um, and we play from the back. And we've got, you know, our defenders are are error prone. And, um, you know, you've got these players who can pounce upon and mistake and uh, put put the ball in the net. So we've got to be very, very careful. I think he's got to rely on Torreira. He's coming more and more to the front of that team that these days. And uh, he's a bit different to Guendouzi. I think Torreira will start on, on Saturday. His forward passing and his support runs are fantastic. And if if he can control that midfield, get that ball out to Bamiyang, then we could cause problems with your defence. I know you guys have only let in three goals, but I think um, I just think Saturday is going to be a free for all in some ways. I think there'll be loads of goals. I think in the last five six games between us, we've scored. Uh, I think there's been 27 goals, and I can't see a nil nil or one all. I think it'll be you know it'll be it'll be it'll be four five six goals. I don't know who's going to score them. I think both teams will score, but. Um, I couldn't tell you. Uh, I'm hoping that we'll score more than you, but um, it's going to be an interesting way. It'll be, it'll be our biggest test this season, despite the fact that we've played City and uh, Chelsea. I think against Chelsea, uh, we could have done better. We could have won that game. City, we, we just weren't ready for City at the first game of the season, but I think Saturday will be the big one for us. Yeah, and I've watched a couple of the uh, the previous Arsenal games. Um, I think it was the Leicester game when they scored that goal where they went from, from front to back, did he, and he passes it round, and one touch for yeah. the box, Ozil. Um, and he's one player I'd like to, to, to single out, really. Um, he seems to have made huge strides under Emery, if you like. He, he seems to be working a little bit harder as well. Um, is now becoming is Ozil now becoming probably the most important player in this in this Arsenal lineup for you, Raj? No, Aubameyang's always going to be the most important player for me in this lineup. He's scored so many goals now for us. I think Ozil. I'm still unsure about Ozil. I've never been a huge fan of his. I know so many people from from other clubs and, and Arsenal themselves as well rate him, but I think he blows hot and cold. And um, uh, a game like Saturday, he has to come up uh, and, and produce the goods. He can't be in the background if he stays in the background we're going to be in trouble uh, and Ozil has done well in the last few games done really well he got taken off um, against Palace because he wasn't playing very well and he th- threw his gloves to the ground and had a bit of a strop and stuff like that but he's the kind of player that, that can turn it on and I, I you know for, for 350 grand a week I need him to turn it on more often than not um, and I don't want him going hiding uh, when the going gets tough and, and, and Saturday we'll, we'll find out how good we are yeah, it, it was interesting to see in a little interview with Ozil, and he basically was saying that he doesn't really take on board what people say about him, but if people calling him lazy or saying he doesn't track back on things, he said he basically takes no notice whatsoever and just goes out and plays his game as he, as he normally would. Did, did you see any of that interview yourself, Raj? No, but I can understand why people say he's lazy. I 
wouldn't say he's lazy. I just think he goes missing sometimes and, and sometimes in crucial periods of a game and sometimes against the opposition where you really need him to play. I mean, it's, it's all right being a flat track bully against, you know, the Leicesters and Fulhams and stuff like that. He was great in those games. But, you know, we want to see that against Liverpool, against Chelsea, City, against United, you know. Um, and I just think he needs to be more consistent and, and until he does, then I'll always, I'll always be a critic of his. Okay, cheers, Raj. Right then, Jay, just like to ask you about uh, our recent formation change. Obviously, we started the season with the four-three-three, and we used that for for the first eight or nine games. And then against Red Star Belgrade, Klopp changed it to a four-two-three-one. Carried on the same against um, Cardiff at the weekend. Do you see him sticking with this formation against Arsenal? And what's what's your thoughts on this formation with Firmino playing just behind um, Salah, who, who's central? Yeah, I think, you know, when you look at the players that Liverpool have got, the options are there. I mean, at the start of the season on the podcast, we said, didn't we, the, the options available to Klopp now in terms of the midfield and attacking players, a lot of them are interchangeable, aren't they? So you can you can do various different systems, like a 4-2-3-1 or like a, you know, even a 4-5-1 or a 4-3-3 or a 4-4-2. So, you know, it's interesting that he has changed the last couple of games to the 4-2-3-1 setup, and I think think you've got to analyse the opposition. It's as I said last week as well, you know, when Liverpool are playing the likes of Red Star, Belgrade or they're playing Cardiff, then we can be a little bit more adventurous and a little bit more attack-minded. When you're playing someone like Arsenal at the Emirates, you know, it's a little bit of a, a different kettle of fish, if you like, because they've got players that can hurt you if you leave yourself a little bit open, whereas the likes of Red Star and, and Cardiff are not going to do that to us. So it will be interesting to see the team selection that, it, that he goes with on Saturday. Um, you know, it's interesting to see that at the moment Henderson's been injured and, and Kate has been injured, haven't they? So they've been out of the side. So he's been a little bit more limited in terms of the personnel he's been able to select. And he's like to play Shakiri in a couple of games. Alana started a couple of games as well. So it will be interesting to see what he goes with at the Emirates on Saturday. Um, I'm also interested to see what happens with, with the Arsenal team because, I mean, there's been a lot of people crying out for them to play at Lacazette and Aubameyang in the same team and especially against the weaker oppositions and, and I understand that but, but when they come up in the bigger games against the better teams like a Liverpool, like a City, like a Chelsea, I think it'd be slick your own wrist stuff if they played the two of them pure and simply because they'd be, they'd be wide open. They need to have more points in the middle of the park and, you know, it, it is going to be interesting at the weekend to see what what both managers go with and what they select because you know it, I can see it being an open game, you know I can just see goals galore because you know this this fixture just produces loads and loads of goals. Last season it was three all. The season before that it was four three on the opening day. Of the season to Liverpool, I mean the games at Anfield we won four nil and three one in the last couple of seasons. So you know I can't see it being any different because the way Emery is, the way he has Arsenal play, and yeah the press a little bit. More than what he would under under Wenger, but they've still got the attacking intent, haven't they? They've still got the attacking players, and you know they're still a very good side, but they're still quite poor at the back, and they leave themselves wide open. And I think the fullbacks they leave a lot of space in behind them, which is should really be right up Liverpool's street. So I think it might change again. I think Salah might go on the right hand side, Mane on the left hand side, and he'll, he'll go back to the four three three for this game. But, you know, like I say, going forward, further into the season, a lot depends on the opposition because, you know, we have got the players that can interchange and can play in various positions. So, yeah, different systems will be used. But at the weekend, they're fully expecting back to the 4-3-3. 
Great stuff. Cheers, Jay. Okay then, Raj. Looking to at the Arsenal um, lineup coming into the game at the weekend. There's been a few. Um, Injury problems in the run-up to the game. I think uh, Bellerin's struggling with um, an injury. Kolasinic is another one. Um, Gwen Doozy was sent off against Blackpool last night, wasn't he? So he's going to miss the game. Yeah. Um, what's what's your predicted starting eleven for this game, please, Raj? Yeah, I'm. I'm going to actually go against what, what was just said. I think Lacazette will start up front. I think Aubameyang will be on the left with those and Iwobi going along the line and then Ramsey Torreira uh, further back and then I think we'll see Zaka at left back again uh, Mustafi holding uh, Lixon's sign at right back and uh, I would imagine Leno will keep the gloves uh, for this game so you've got opportunities there because they are you know uh, that's probably the best we can get out defensive wise at the moment because of the injuries and stuff um, and and as I said earlier on, you know they they, they can be error prone, and, and I think we'll, we'll we'll all agree there are going to be absolutely tons of goals. I'm, I'm hoping most of them aren't from Liverpool, but so you, you never know. But I think it's going to be an absolute cracking uh, fixture. And I do hope that they Emery does play Lacazette and Aubameyang together. I know it could be a gamble, but I think it's a, a gamble worth taking. Yeah, and one player that you, you've just mentioned there was, was Aaron Ramsey, who's been who's been linked with Liverpool this uh, past couple of months and uh, quite heavily, really. Seems now that Arsenal uh, are not going to be offering a contract if you you believe what um, is being said in the in the newspapers and things like that and social media. What's your thoughts on the situation with Ramsey? Does he deserve a new contract? Um, is he is he too much injury prone for yourself? Um, What's your thoughts on the situation? No, yeah, I, I like Ramsey, but I, I'm 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 an Arsenal supporter through and through. I, I you know I'm, I'm a club man, so if a, if a player doesn't want to agree to a contract, then we need to ship him off as soon as possible because he's he's only going to be a distraction in the squad himself. So he will play on Saturday because Gwendausi's out, so he will play. He has been playing quite well recently, but this week I've heard that um, he's been told that he can have a free transfer, so. You know, there might be like a queue of clubs. I'm sure there will be uh, in January, maybe, uh, or maybe they'll make him wait until uh, May before they they get rid of him. Uh, but he he's going to be. This will be his last season at the club. It's sad, but you know, um, if players can't agree contracts or don't want to play for the club anymore, want to move on, then the the sooner they go, the better. I'm, I'm a club man through and through. Brilliant. Cheers, Raj. Okay then, Jay. Looking at the uh, the Liverpool starting lineup, one player that we we touched on earlier was Sheridan Shakiri, who's um, who's been knocking on the door to to start the games, hasn't he? Um, do you see him starting at the weekend? And, and what's your predicted starting eleven for this game, please, Jay? Um, no, I, I just can't see Shakiri starting in this game. I think it'll be. I think Milner will be brought into the midfield area, and I think it'll be Fabinho and Wijnaldum as well. I just can't see. I'm giving Shakiri all Alana the license to play. No, from the start. I mean, I'm I'm sure as the game goes on, he'll bring them on. But I just don't see them starting the game. I think you know, it's it's very interesting. What you know, obviously the what the Arsenal lineups going to be because they have got a few injuries. They've got the suspension. Have me to Gwendozi. They've also got issues at the back. I mean, if Xhaka plays left back against Salah, then I think we could be in for an absolute field day because you know I I, I mean Jack for me I think he's a very poor player I don't like him at all but if there's one play position where he's, he's more suited obviously he's a, he's a midfielder by trade if he's going to play left back I mean 
I'm sorry, but Salah could could have him on toast, couldn't he? Really, but like I say, I think Liverpool will change system, but then will go to four three three. I agree, there'll be goals because there has been a history of goals in this fixture over the last couple of years. Um, if Obama Yang and Lacazette both play. It'll be interesting to see what type of system it is because he couldn't really play both up front. I think Obermann would probably have to play on the left-hand side. Um, I do see Arsenal scoring, but I see Liverpool scoring more goals, obviously, because I just think they're wide open at the back. I really do. And I think Mustafi's a very poor centre-half. He's an accident way to happen. I think Holden's quite good, to be honest. I mean, when he first came to Arsenal, I thought he'd done quite well. And then he seemed to go out the side. Wenger didn't really pick him. I don't know whether he had an injury or anything, but he didn't seem to get picked later on to the season. But this season, he started really well. I think he's done quite well for them. So, you know, as I said, I think, I think there will be goals in it. I'm sure there will be. But I can see Milner coming into the midfield. I can see Joe Gomez coming back into the side, whether or not it's right-back or centre-half, more than likely probably be at right-back, I think. I've got a feeling it'll be Lovren will still keep his place centre-half with Van Dijk. Andy Robertson will come in at left-back and, you know, obviously Van Dijk, Van Dijk and Alisson pick themselves, don't they really? They've been the mainstay really at the back for Liverpool this season and, you know, you've got to look at it and say, well, in the past, Liverpool have conceded goals at the Emirates. We conceded three last season in the 3-3 draw. We conceded three on the opening day of the season a few seasons back and we won 4-3. So, I think Liverpool are a little bit more assured now defensively, though. We don't really concede many goals. It's four all season in the league in 10 games. You know, I just can't see a ship and the three that we have done on previous occasions there because if you look back to last season, two of them were absolute howlers by Mignolet and, and Alisson, yeah, he had made that mistake against Leicester but he's a lot more commanding than what Mignolet is. He, he's a lot better shot stopper and, you know, teams don't get that many opportunities to, to, to have shots at goal against Liverpool purely and simply because Van Dijk marshals the, the back line so well and, you know, Arsenal, I give them credit that they are good going forwards. They've always been good going forwards. And you're talking about Ramsey there. I mean, obviously, he's a very good footballer. He's quite injury prone now, isn't he? But yeah, you know, he's going to be a threat as well at the weekend. There's no doubt about it. And of course, there's Ozil. You know, when he's on it, he's fantastic. The game against Leicester, I watched that game on the Monday Night Football and he was absolutely outstanding. But I don't think Liverpool are going to allow them the time to dictate and, and, and play the football. Well, like they played that night, it's just it's not in our nature to do it because Liverpool press all over the place, and you know we won't give them a moment's peace. And it, no, it's obviously with, with the, the designs behind it are so they make mistakes, and most teams end up do making mistakes, and Liverpool end up scoring goals from it. So I just think it's going to be an entertaining game, as we know, and yet it's a tough place to go. There's no two ways about it. You know, Arsenal haven't been beaten for a long, long time now. I mean. You know, they were on that massive unbeaten well winning run, wasn't it? It was eleven games on the spin that they won. But I kept on saying all, all that time, they haven't played anyone yet, they haven't played anyone yet. The hardest games were probably Everton, Wofford and Leicester at home. And you know, they were at home. If they would have went to Goodison and won and if they would have went to Wofford and won and they would have went to, you know, the King Power Stadium and won, then maybe a little bit more respect would have been given because of it. But when you're playing them teams at home, you fully expect a team like that. Arsenal to be able to beat them sides anyway. You know, the teams that they played in Europe, I mean, Sport and Lisbon away was the toughest one and that was a good victory, admittedly. And then Palace away, as we know, it's a difficult place to go and they ended up drawing there. And I know, like, it was a late penalty and stuff and it was debatable that Zaha made a meal of it, but I thought Palace really did deserve a point, to be honest, because 
you know, in the first half, they were by far the better team. Everton come out, um, sorry, Arsenal came out the trap second half and, like, you know, scored two quick goals, but I thought Palace really did deserve a point. And now this is the toughest game, you know, there's no two ways about it. This is a big test for them, just as much as ourselves as well. And, you know, the confidence is up, them victories. If, they, if it's done anything for Arsenal, you might might mock that, the fact that they haven't played anyone. But what it has done, it's built confidence for them going into the bigger and better games. And this is their first big test now, really big test. And, you know, I'm sure with it being an evening kick-off, the crowd's going to be up for it. And, you know, it will be an entertaining game, these two sides. It's impossible for it to not be a, a good game of football because both teams play football the right way. And, you know, like I say, I expect goals galore, but I do think Liverpool are going to come out on top. Great stuff. Cheers, Jay. Right, OK, just before we um, play the, the music by our band we have on each week, we're going to get a, a score prediction and um, a reason for that from you both. So starting with you, Raj, give us your um, score prediction and uh, your reasons, please. I'll give you three. I think it could be a 2-2. I think if it's a 3-1, it's us. And if it's 4-2, it's Liverpool. I just, just, all I can tell you there is there's going to be a minimum of four goals and maybe tonight, up to Raj. seven. I don't know. Listen, listen. I mean, in the previous years, I would have probably given it to Liverpool uh, because of the way we were and stuff. But you know, you got a new Raj now uh, this season, who's who's a not overconfident. A new improved Raj, who's just basically just enjoying going to the Arsenal and watching games every week. You know, we can't choose who. Uh, who's put up against us that's the fixer secretary for the Premier League but you know we'll, we'll have a run in January February time when we do have tougher fixtures and if we, and if we get through those uh, without any problems then hopefully a lot of people including yourselves will, will, will tip tip your hats towards us and say yeah actually we're doing we're doing all right but um, Saturday all I can say is it could be anything four goals six goals seven goals um, either team could win uh, if it, uh, Liverpool could win this easily uh, I'll, I'll admit that but, you know, I, I just have a sneaking feeling that um, we may provide a shock. Great stuff. OK, then, Raj. Jay, give us your uh, score predictions and your, your reasons for that, please. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to agree with the four goals because I do think, you know, as we've said before, it's impossible to envisage this game not having goals galore in it. I do think both teams will score as well. But I do think Liverpool will, will get will win the game. So I'm going to go for a 3-1 Liverpool victory. And mainly because I just think Arsenal at the back are, are wide open. They're, they're ripe really for Liverpool to, to, pick, to pick them off really. And certainly the full-back area. I mean, you know, I said about Xhaka before. He's a midfielder, isn't he, at the end of the day? And if Liverpool don't get joy down that side, I'd be very surprised. The man's a walk in yellow cards. And, you know, when he's up against someone, the trickery of Salah and the way he plays, I mean... He could be in for, for an awful evening, really, couldn't he? And that's where Liverpool have got to exploit him if he does play left back. I'm still not convinced he will do. I mean, I think he might play in midfield now because it's Gwenzo's. He's, he's banned for the game, so I think he may well play in midfield. But you know, like I say, I think we can certainly target the full back areas. And then you know, Mustafi for me, he's, he's a very poor centre half, so they can certainly be got at. And I just think Liverpool now are a little bit more commanding, a little bit more assured at the back. We don't concede many goals, many opportunities. And yeah, I think it'll be an entertaining game. Arsenal got some very good players, but I do think Liverpool will come out winners and I think we'll win the game 3-1. If Zaka, if Zaka um, has a bad game against Liverpool on Saturday, 
I think you may as well give the golden boot to Mo Salah straight away. He <laughs> will be carnage. If he has a bad game, we could be, I mean, Mo Salah could, could end up winning the golden boot on Saturday. Might just close the season up for that one. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I hope he could, so. He could run right. Yeah, my, my could, thoughts yeah. Are, are similar to what Jay and Raj have, have both um, commented on, said, yeah, lots of goals in the game. Um, it's hard, hard to predict the scoreline with Jay. Already going for the 3-1. Um and Raj predicting goals everywhere. I'm, I'm going to go with a, I'm going to go with a, a four-two Liverpool victory for this game. Um, obviously, we haven't been conceding that many goals, but with a front line of, of Lacazette, Aubameyang, Ozil, all all trying to get on the score sheet, I just think they, they could get nick a couple of goals. But I just think, like Jace has said, with Zaka on on that left hand side, Mo Salah could run right. He could get a hat trick in this game. Mane could do. Um, a lot of things on that side to Lichtensteiner as well. So I just think Liverpool's um, front line with the pace they've got will, will be too much for Arsenal in this game. Going to play our unsigned band now. This um, this band is from the Liverpool area. They're called Raised by Foxes. One of the uh, the band, Paul Side, has been in touch with me this week to um, ask if we can play their their track on the on the podcast. And uh, yeah, it's a pleasure to to play the lads. So the song I'm going to play for you tonight is called "Musk" by Raised by Foxes. Yeah. Uh-huh. 
So that song was called Musk by Raised by Foxes. So thanks very much to Raj Patel and thanks very much Jay Riley for your time on the podcast tonight. Um, hope you both enjoyed the game at the weekend. Always a pleasure. Can't, can't wait for Saturday. Cheers, Raj. And thank Cheers, you lads. Oh, cheers, lads. Enjoy the game. Hopefully it'll be a cracker. Fingers crossed. Yeah, so that's the, the cop table preview of the Liverpool versus... Uh, Arsenal versus Liverpool game, sorry, down at the uh, Emirates this coming weekend. We'll be back next week with our, our Fulham preview. We'll be looking for a uh, Fulham guest that we uh, promoted as a Premier League, obviously, so we've never had a Fulham uh, representative um, previously. So, yeah, just make sure that you check out all the... Um, LFC Online, who we are in association with all their media platforms, Instagram, Facebook, social, uh, Twitter. And also you can check out the Cop Table t-shirts that are now available on their LA clothing. Another link is on our, our Cop Table Twitter page. So thanks everybody for listening and we will uh, speak to you all very soon. Goodbye. At Capella University, you're in control of your education. With the game-changing FlexPath format, you can set your own deadlines and move at your own pace. The faster you move, the more you save. Visit capella.edu to learn more. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball. Uh, what? It's, uh, actually Geico. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. But we never got to use it because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from GEICO because they help save people money. GEICO? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. GEICO. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Sports Social Podcast Network.